The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app today and start winning. State restrictions apply. And we're also brought to you by SGPN's Final Four Watch Party. This Saturday, sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over on youtube.com backslash sports gambling podcast. Plus, make sure to fill out our listener survey for a chance to win a $100 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survey. And welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me, as always, is my brother and co-host, Nick Olzak. How are we doing, sir? Doing good, doing good. Walked away, uh, both of us, with a couple uh, fancy Ws, so we're still alive, both in the Final Four here. But uh, in order to get to the next round, we're both going to need to uh, get some upsets going. You're playing the number one seed, and I'm playing the very stacked number two seed. I know, like, goaltending, he's got me beat. He's got, like... Uh, who is it? Uh, Olmark and Shostarkin. So he's mm -hmm. got in a lot of different categories. So definitely going to need an upset uh, win on my end. But yeah, you barely uh, pulled away from that one last week. How huh? was that? Like four points? Six, I think. Six. Mm -hmm. I think it was like 317 to 311, something like that. Mm -hmm. You were in a, a higher scoring matchup, but I believe you had secured a pretty fair margin victory, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, I think, 490 to 411, but. On yeah. the bright side, we're still alive. We're still looking for these players to pick up. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, covering some of these guys today. Hey, however, I got to get it done, man. I'll take it. <laughs> Second round, mm -hmm. I'm here. We both got mm -hmm. leads. We uh, we make it through this week, and we'll be playing each other in the finals again. I guess that's you know, happened kind of like three or three or four years now, where we both yeah. made it. I, I think this would be year five, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, and, it's quite. It's quite and I know how, I know you got some tricks that you pull out in the finals too. I remember there oh, was I got the one. I got some well, stuff was, up my sleeve. There was the one year you had like seven goalies on your roster, so nobody could pick up any goalies. Well, it wasn't anybody. It was just my opponent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it I was, was blocking I think my was, opponent. And some yeah. of you, yeah, like I think it was only two matchups. I think it was the final four teams, and yeah, mm -hmm. and then you would change the the rules after that. Yeah, you're all we're all playing uh, checkers over here, and you're just playing chess. Well, you know, I, I play a fair amount of chess, so it bleeds mm -hmm. over. <clears throat> all right, let's dig into today's conversation. We are talking playoff waiver wires. We are discussing trending players who are at a low roster rate. Some players will be a little bit higher just based off of, you know, higher trends, recent trends, guys that are clicking right now. So first up, we've got Travis Hamanich of the Ottawa Senators defenseman. He has one goal, six assists in his last eight games. He's also a plus two in that stretch. He's a minus six on the season, so a bit of a turn around the corner for him, at least through this last stretch of games here. He also has, uh, let's see, eight fantasy points or more in six out of his last eight games. Minutes are there. Good combination of shots on goal and blocks. I feel like he should be at the top of the uh, – the list for at least for defensemen right now what do you think yeah i like it for sure i think there's a real value play to it only nine percent rostered plus two in the last day six talks and uh 15 apples on the season a lot mm -hmm. of that coming as of late a lot of recent production gotta love it 
And uh, one thing to point out is, uh, well, some of these uh, deep pairs are really sporadic in Ottawa. Like on the first pair, you have Sanderson and Zub, when then mm-hmm. you have Branstrom and Holden on the third pair. But on the second pair, you got Travis Hamannick matched up with Thomas Shabbat, which Thomas Shabbat, I think, is one of the best defensemen on this team. And so he is being able to uh, feed off of his play and get a lot more done. The ice times there, the roster rates there, definitely going to be available. Ottawa's not the best team right now, but Hamannick's still getting it done. Definitely a good ad for sure. In his last uh, 12 games, he has no games with negative fantasy points, and he has points in six of his last eight as well with the the one goal and the six assists. So he's uh, he's spreading that out you know, pretty nice and evenly. There's only one multi-point game in there. That was on the 18th against uh, Toronto. So he should definitely be at the top of the list as far as uh, you know, like defensemen go uh, for fantasy hockey waiver wire uh, right now. Uh, next up, uh, somewhat of a familiar callback. We we, did, we definitely touch on some Kirby Doc this season. Uh, he returned from injury recently. He has two goals and one assist in his last four games since coming back to the lineup. Uh, he's playing down the middle between uh, Druin and Giryanov. Any love uh, for the young man here? He's playing a lot of minutes these last four games since uh, since coming back. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I was just looking at his stats, and uh, he's actually out tonight against Philly, oh. so definitely something to keep in mind. Ouch. Uh, that happened as of 24 minutes ago, so couldn't yeah, really prepare for that. But, I mean, the way his uh, you mentioned his line combination was really solid. And in this Canadian well, lineup. It's solid for the Canadians, I'd say. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's solid for the Canadians, and it's solid for Kirby Doc because I think on any other team, he's probably like a middle six, third liner, probably. Maybe gets bumped up to the second line. But in Montreal, getting a lot of opportunities like everybody is. We talk about it all the time when we talk about the Canadians the injuries mm-hmm. they have like their first line right now is Raphael Harvey Pinard, Nick Suzuki and Mike Hoffman. And so a lot of guys have had to move around this lineup. A lot of these guys I don't even know in their lineup too well. And that just shows that uh that creates a lot of opportunity for Kirby Doc to be able to get a lot of ice time and a lot of production going. But the ice time is there. I don't hate it. Definitely uh, a nice move for sure when he is playing. But just one thing to point out that I thought was weird was in the 8-2 to two win against Columbus, he didn't have any yeah. goals, any assists, no shots on goal, but was a minus one and a negative two in fantasy. I just don't understand how that works when your team wins 8-2. to two. Yeah, I, did, I didn't get that. Apparently, uh, that group, uh, him, Druin, and Garyanov, uh, they were not the uh, the buddy, working on the buddy system that night, not sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in three of these four games, he had played 20-plus minutes, 20-plus uh, minutes on the 21st against Tampa Bay, 24 minutes uh, up against Boston on the road on the 23rd, and then almost 23 minutes again, 22.29 uh, in his last game. It's like, man, like that's that seems kind of glaring to to not talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, did they mention what his injury was today that's keeping him out of the lineup? Um, I can pull that up. Let's see, upper body injury right now. So the old UBI. Dang, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's tough when you're when you're talking about being a hell of a long way from the heart, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, that's in the upper body. Ouch. Right. right, I got I got nothing there. Probably mm-hmm. monitor that situation. Maybe not uh, the top of our priority list, but someone that should definitely be, uh, you know, maybe on the watch list. I guess for these this next couple of weeks, if he's healthy, it seems like they're they've carved out a role for him. Uh, again, I don't love that pairing that he was with with Druin and Giryanov. It's, it's it's okay, I guess. Uh, Brennan Gallagher, he's gotten back into the lineup. You'd already mentioned that weird group they have up front with Harvey Pinard, Suzuki, Hoffman. So, yeah, I would definitely put him on the watch list now, you know, considering he's not in the lineup. 
uh, someone to keep an eye on here, you know, when you're hungry, you know, for a start that night, you know, in these last final weeks of fantasy hockey. All right, next up, we have a pair of St. Louis Blues. Uh, they are playing, I believe, on the same line, the third line with Busnevich. Uh, That's Sammy Blaze and uh, Kasperi Kapanen. What are your thoughts on this pair right now? Do you prefer one over the other? Um, and do you, you know, do you own either? I think you do own one of them, don't you? Mm. Yeah, I uh, picked up Sammy Blay right now. I was looking at Kapanen, but I know you snagged them up yourself. Mm. So and, we, got a piece. But, we both got a piece. Yeah, we both got a piece of the pie here, but I like this third line combination here. And the St. Louis Blues, they're in a situation where they've got nothing to lose at this point. They know they're not making the playoffs, so they're trying everything. And uh, Pavel Buchnevich is actually centering that line, and he's normally mm. um, a winger, so that's really interesting to see. But both these guys bring a lot to the table. I think personally, I would probably have to go with uh, Sammy Blay. I like his production a little bit more personally. He's got that left right wing designation, which mm -hmm. I do value a lot, especially trying to get anybody I can in these tight matchups. But uh, Kapanen does have a slight advantage um, as he's only 8% rostered, but uh, definitely a really close call here. But I like Sammy Blay for sure. The production's been there, and I was really surprised. I kind of just grabbed him today, just want to get someone in the lineup, and mm -hmm. I saw his production was there, so why not give him a shot tonight up against uh, Vancouver at home? Should be uh, kind of a dumpster fire matchup, but we'll see what happens. I, I concur, and that is where mm -hmm. Kasperi Kapanen walks in the door for me. So mm -hmm. I, will, I will say that Sammy has a little bit more consistency in his scoring as of late. He has six goals, six assists, and is a plus five in his last 10 games. Yeah, he's 26% rostered, but you know that's a pretty high avail availability rate. Kapanen, yeah, he's 8% rostered, but I think that's because he's just been a little bit more consistently, uh, or consistent, I should say, on offense these past handful of games. Like the past six games, he has seven points, five goals, two assists. He has goals in back-to-back -back games, had a goal up against L.A. in a 6-7 to loss, had a goal, two goals, I'm sorry, in Anaheim with a six to three win. So the team also in general has just been scoring. Like they've scored, I think 16 goals in their last three games. And you know, this third line has been a big part of it. So I definitely like just getting a piece regardless who's ever more available. I think you and I would both agree that they're probably both kind of spotty additions. You know, you may not trust mm -hmm. these, these ads to hold, you know, I do like the matchups they have though, man, Vancouver, Chicago, Nashville, Boston, that could be tough, but you know, there'll, there'll be points to be had there. And then Philly, you know, four out of these next five matchups are, are pretty solid and it would appear that you get a good amount of games here this week, too. You get mm -hmm. the 28th today, the 30th Thursday, Saturday the 1st, and Sunday the 2nd. So they they, pl they play quite a few games here to finish out this, uh, this week of our quarterfinals in fantasy hockey. Um, like I said, Sammy, he's a little bit more consistent the last 10 games. Uh, Kapanen clicking a little bit more so recently. Um, I think Kapanen, I think really the biggest upside for him is just consistently getting pucks to the net. He has nine mm -hmm. shots on goal through his last two games. Uh, Sammy Blyze only has four, you know, so I, I think that would probably be just the, the leverage point for him. Uh, we're going to have more fantasy hockey waiver wire pickups, but we are going to hit a quick word from our sponsors. We'll be right back after this. The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of SGPN, and WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During the WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. 
there are so many so many ways to win, including betting on the big dance. Sign up today to uh, receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. It's limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by the SGP Masters. Looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world? You can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter, so just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using promo code SGP15. We're also brought to you by the SGP Final Four Watch Party. The Final Four Watch Party is going virtual. Hang out with the guys on their YouTube channel for the entire Saturday of Final Four action. Live bets, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to youtube.com backslash sports gambling podcast and tune in on Saturday. All right. And we're back talking fantasy hockey waiver wire pickups. Next player up is a little bit of a higher ownership rate in Dylan Strom. He's 38% rostered, but that's a troublesome, a troublesome number, Nick. Uh, five goals, 11 assists in his last 11 games. That's 16 points through his last 11. And he is a plus seven through that stretch. He's playing on the top line with Tom Wilson and Alexander the Great Ovechkin. What am I missing here? It should be at least up to 50-60%. Yeah, I feel the same too, but I think a lot of owners are thinking, yeah, the Capitals aren't that good of a team now. Why not bank on their players? But a lot of fancy hockey players are mistaken. Like you mentioned, he's on the first line with Tim Winston and Alex Ovenchicken. So a lot to love there. <laughs> and um, yeah, his production, like you mentioned, 16 points in the last 11 games. He, the kid's been going. He's also centering the first power play unit with uh, Timothy Jimothy Oshie and uh, Nicholas Backstrom. So definitely a lot to like there. And while a lot of the rest of their lineup is kind of uh, questionable, uh, they have Nicholas, Nicholas Backstrom on the second line and Kuznetsov on the third line. They're also at that point of the year where they're just checked out. They're looking to try some uh, new things. And one of those things being Dylan Strom on the first line, and that's working out really well for them. So definitely uh, a buy candidate for sure. And like I always like to mention, that center right wing designation is always huge in fantasy hockey. Yeah, I really have no complaints. I mean, he's been inconsistent earlier this season, but as of late, he's on an absolute scoring spree. Uh, the points per game is just a complete, you know, co-assignment of, you know, adding him in, in any format, whether you're just targeting him for props, DFS, best ball, best puck, whatever. Uh, fantasy hockey, I mean, we should be all over this guy. And again, at 38%. Uh, that's that's just a little bit shameful. I feel like for the uh, for the community, let's let's get it together. I forgot to to mention when we were talking about the St. Louis Blues, the community they got they got on it. The fantasy hockey mm -hmm. yeah. uh, fantasy hockey community absolutely buried Jordan Jordan Bennington stock. They got him all Thank the way down God. to sixty percent rostered. At a boy, everybody give yourself a pat in the back. Two mm -hmm. weeks ago, he was at seventy eight percent. We're doing something right. Yeah, I mean, it feels it feels good, you know. It feels good mm -hmm. to be, you know, propel, the, you know, that goodness into the world. So, mm -hmm. keep following suit. Go pick up Dylan Strom. All right, next up we have a bevy of Philadelphia Flyers. We've got Joel Farabee, we've got Noah Cates, we've got Scott Lawton. Now, Cates and uh, Farabee, they are playing together on the top line together. Lawton more of, more of a fourth line center type of role, but also getting power play minutes. 
each of these guys is trending in their own way. Do you have a particular interest in either of them before we dig into the numbers here? Uh, well, personally, I Scott Lawton was the first one I saw. He had a lot of ads today, kind of went and snagged him, has goals in three straight games while the minutes aren't there. Just kind of looking to plug and play him tonight um, mm-hmm. up against the Montreal Canadiens, which, again, another dumpster fire matchup. That's basically a coin toss, in my opinion. Right. And then with Noah Cates, like him too, playing on the first line or sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah on right. the first line. Yeah. Cause I, I was going to say, I didn't see him yet, but there he is. Yeah. Playing on the first line there, centering with uh Farabee and Tippett, a lot of value there, especially 2% rostered. And then you've got um, Joel Farabee as well on that first line with uh, Cates and Tippett. And I like that. I, if I were to pick someone out of this for sure, I would go Noah Cates. Um, okay. Yeah, first line center, first power play unit, um, only 2% rostered. I think you're going to get the most value out of this play. And for mm-hmm. any of these guys, I do like the schedule coming up. You've got Montreal tonight. Then you've got Ottawa on the road, but then Buffalo. Pittsburgh would be a hard matchup, but I've seen them steal oh. some games from them. And then you've got – uh, the- Pittsburgh's been bad recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have been struggling for sure. I've heard about you know Mike Sullivan getting canned out of there, but that's Ouch. a conversation for another day. And then, yeah, you've got St. Louis as well. So I like the schedule for all these guys. But mm-hmm. if I were to just pick one, it would have to be Noah Cates. Just think it's a better value play. I think I think you're right. And I think really for this argument, it's, it just comes down to, you know, the consistency in scoring. And for Cates, having, you know, the, what is it, five assists in his last four games, I think that number is really what does it for me most. Because each of these guys have, have all been great in their last five games. So Farabee, he has four goals, three assists through his last five, plus four. Cates, he's got one goal, but five assists, and he's a plus two. And then Lawton has three goals, two assists, and is a plus five, which is really good for a guy that's getting fourth-line minutes. But again, you got the fourth-line minutes down there. That's going to pull my interest down. I'm, I'm with you. I like the, the fact that he scored in three straight games. We've hit on a couple of those before. Jason Zucker, uh, he's been a, a recent one where we're just like, hey, let's just ride it until you know the streak ends. Don't leave the table when you're hot, right? Quote-unquote Alex Stalock. Mm-hmm. Um, but Noah Cates with the five assists, I think that in the role, like you mentioned, first line center, first line power play minutes, Lawton again, getting power play minutes as well, but it's just not enough. He's playing about four to six minutes less per night. Uh, so I do think that's probably, you know, the, the best option to go with here too. And also, you know, Cates hasn't been in the lineup all year. He's still a plus eight, which is you know pretty solid in comparison to Joel Farabee, who's been here playing, you know, more consistently, more minutes, you know, been with the team longer. So you know, his role is a little bit more of the facilitator, Cates, that is. He's mm-hmm. not getting the puck, the puck on net as much as Farabee, but he just feels like he has the safest floor of that group. And again, like this isn't a group that I'm going to trust to propel me forward. I'm probably going to get a start or two out of, out of these guys. Like you had said, upcoming schedules looking really good. If I had Cates and he gets, you know, an assist or two or a p- couple of points, uh, you know, tonight, maybe I move forward with him and I keep him on the roster. But, you know, as we move forward these next, you know, 14 days here, Closing down the season, it's all about the ads. It's it's mm-hmm. all about how how many starts you can get, all the extra points. Um, so I, I like any of these guys again because they are trending. But I agree with Nick. I'm going to go with Noah Cates over the top of Lawton and Farabee. And I also just picked up Noah Cates too. Like right now, per the sheet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smash the sheet, smash the sheet. I love it. I love it. Good mm-hmm. episode. Right. Got to get those moves in. Game starting yes. twenty minutes now. 19 minutes and counting. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Next up, another first line player. Production's a little bit more questionable, though, given the talent that he's playing around. Kyler Yamamoto playing alongside your boy, College McDavid. 
and uh, Evander Kane. He's, I mean, he's not playing bad, but he's also like not overwhelmingly like scoring. You know, he's got two goals and three assists in his last five games. I guess that's good. But you're mm-hmm. playing with one of the best players in this decade. Like I, you know, I just feel like it should be better. It's a good, it's it's an okay pickup. He's but he's not blowing up the the, the scoring sheet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. And yeah, I would just expect, like you said, more production playing with McDavid and Evander Kane. Not a lot of power play time, if any, right now. Um, and just. I think there's better guys out there for sure. I expect more, like you said, coming from him, playing on that line. But just for me, I think there's better options for sure that we've already covered and I'm sure that we'll cover as the show progresses. But yeah, I think his production should be way higher. And yeah, if it tips off and it goes a little bit higher, then that's when you want to start looking at a guy like him because you know playing with McDavid, your production could mm-hmm. jump up real quick. I know that's happened in the case with uh, Zach Hyman since he's came to Edmonton playing alongside either McDavid or Dreisaitl, his uh, production has been really solid. I know you benefit off of that on your fantasy team, but um, yeah, just not a big fan of him right now. I hope Hyman steals every McDavid goal tonight. I'm going to need it. (laughs) I don't know about that. He's playing with your boy Dreisaitl too. You got that little combo online too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. So I need those, I need those guys to get after it. Yeah. Who they got tonight. Maybe I'll just go pick up Yamamoto just just to uh, just just to stick it to my opponent who's got McDavid. Yeah. Um, tonight they have uh, Vegas. Not the greatest oh, okay. matchup. They just mm-hmm. won last night. I I probably I probably wouldn't pick Edmonton to win that game actually, just because they just won last night on an easier mm-hmm. matchup. Yeah, and Vegas's goaltending has been solid. You know, Jonathan Quick's been getting it done when he is in right. the net. Had a couple right. rough starts, so yeah, I I do like. Uh, I think it's one of those coin toss games. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if John Quick's way. in the net though tonight. I think whoever else they have he, is in the net. I think he is because when I was looking at goalies, because as I was picking up, uh, you know, Noah Cates, I saw oh Carter Hart went out last minute, and so I had to go pick up uh Kachetkov. Oh, that game's gonna be a shit show. Yeah, well, I was <laughs> playing Montreal. Getting... They're playing Montreal, right? Yeah, like it's and gonna Sa- be a and Sam Montebo is not starting, so that means what's his name? Uh, Caden Primo. Okay, let's ride. Uh, So yeah. Oh, Jonathan Quick is starting. Jonathan Quick Mm -hmm. is starting. I'm not. Yeah, I can't do it. Picked up Kachetkov against Tampa. Don't love it. Don't hate it. Just a last minute thing. First guy that came across my screen. Tampa hasn't been that good Mm -hmm. lately. That's so we'll see. Uh, just ride it out here at this point. Yeah, I I did uh Jonas Corposalo over him. I I just Mm -hmm. I like his um his recent gameplay a little bit more. He's got uh. What is it? Four wins out of his last five. I mean, these guys, are, you know, these guys aren't on our sheet. You know, we're just, we're mm-hmm. just peeping up, up our excitement here for some fantasy mm-hmm. hockey playoffs. Speaking of which, back to the sheet. We got Kyle Palmieri on the docket here. Palmieri, I definitely like a lot more than Kyler Yamamoto. I'll tell you that. Five goals, five assists, plus five in his last five games. Playing alongside Pierre Ingvall and Brock Nelson. What a weird group. Um yeah, they they've got some weird pairings there uh, in the, in the bay as well with the Islanders. But what are your thoughts on Palmieri? I also have JG Pajot, you know, kind of you know paired with him as the Islanders talk here. I like Palmieri mm-hmm. a lot more though, a lot more. Yeah, I can definitely agree with you there. Palmieri first power play unit with Leon Horvat and uh, second line like you mentioned with uh, Pierre Engvall and Brock Nelson. Definitely a lot to like there. The production's been there. I mean, it hasn't been great, but I think it's better than Kyler Yamamoto. But, um, yeah, I think definitely one of those guys you could get if you're in a tighter matchup. But 
again, I think there might be some better guys available than Palmieri. He brings that veteran presence. But one thing to point out, like you mentioned, this Islanders team is running some weird groupings. Like line one, you got Hudson Fashing, Bo Horvat, and Zach Parise. Like what a line yeah, right there. That's and like Zach Parise, like I'm you know, don't get me wrong, like I'm a big fan, but his mm-hmm. top line years feel a little bit gone at this point, you know. He's like, in I the veteran like, presence years, yeah. Yeah, he feels more he's closer to bottom six than top six for sure. Mm-hmm. So again, like like I just feel like, yeah, you'd want to bring up Paul Mary on that top line, or you'd want to pair mm-hmm. Paul Mary with a guy like Anders Lee who can play, you know, a solid two-way game and you know still put the puck in the back of the net. So yeah, mm-hmm. I I felt the same way. Like the the mixture of Ingvall in there, Parisi, and um, who was the other one? Holmstrom. Like mm-hmm. I I yeah, super confusing. Super. Yeah. It just feels like they're they're kind of going with the the babysitting approach, you know, where they you know they throw up a player on each line where two of the players have to babysit. Yeah, and I mean you can't hate it. I mean, as much as bad no, as I it looks, or <laughs> as bad as it looks, they're still you know in the fight for a playoff spot right now. Just for right. Not even a playoff spot. It's more like a first round exit spot because whoever they're going to be playing is probably going to do some damage unless Sorokin can steal some games. Hey, playoffs, anything can happen, buddy. Anything mm. can happen. Yes, sir. All right, before we move on, let me hit one more word from our sponsors. We are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy continues their March Madness College Pick'em. It's a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, and we're back. We're finishing up our fantasy hockey waiver wire discussion sounds like we're both passing pretty hard on jg pajot just not just not trending well enough for me he's got seven points Mm -hmm. in seven games but it's kind of sporadic he hasn't scored since the 18th of march you know he's got an assist in his last game but you know there's a couple of missing a couple of missing points i feel like i feel like i need a little bit more Mm -hmm. all right next up we have is mikey anderson of the los angeles kings not good, but not great. He's been pretty solid across his last five games. One goal, three assists, and a plus four. This would be definitely what I would consider more of an underrated pickup. You know, you're not really going for the, the flashy scoring. You're kind of going for the safe floor in, you know, shots on goal, blocks, and somebody that gets on the ice a lot. There should be some opportunity. Yeah, I can get with that. I think uh, the ice time is there for sure, which is crazy because he's not on any of the power play units right now. Um, he's paired up with Drew Doughty, though, in the first pair. And I I don't love it. I don't hate it. I think the production is there, and I think um, you can make a case for him. But it's crazy. What was it? Um, the game against St. Louis, he was, like, leading in ads, and I was looking at his numbers, and I was like, all right, maybe. He didn't do anything, yeah. He, he was yeah, a he minus three that game. It was his I, worst I, game I, in his last uh, 12. Is it just me, or every time you're looking at players on Yahoo – and you're trying to find someone to pick up. If you sort by ads and you go to the guy with the most ads, they usually had like a terrible night. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I think it may be just that uh, you're getting those numbers maybe on the slower nights when you have less mm-hmm. games and people are just trying to fill spots with high exposure players. I would consider mm-hmm. Mikey Anderson one of those. He plays and averages over 20 plus minutes a game, um, and then you just kind of throw in. 
the mixture of his recent scoring. You know, he has three points in his mm-hmm. last three games, which isn't very common for him. He only has 20 points on the season. I guess what I get at in, in a look like this is just that he's a plus 20. He offers a safe floor. I don't know why he's so much more popular now. He's a plus 8% mm-hmm. in the last day. I don't, again, like three points in the last three games, like mm-hmm. sing me a song, cry me a river. Like it's not that great. It's not that amazing. Right. Uh, he was a plus three the other night uh, against Winnipeg. Like maybe that helps. But again, mm-hmm. that's not really that irregular for him. I just think that if you're really desperate, and I do have another really good example of this, if you're really desperate and you're trying to fill one of these slots, you know, to just try to get points, get someone that's not going to hurt you or most likely not going to hurt you. He's only gone negative twice out of his last 12 games. I think he's an okay option. But again, that's not an overwhelming level of conviction. It's just that, again, if you're desperate, if everyone's playing the waiver super aggressive and super tight, I think he'd be worth a look. You know, it's got to be the right Mm -hmm. situation. You know, I was able to pick up who like Keandre Miller today. Like that, that, Mm -hmm. he's 50% rostered. It's going to be different in every, every league that you're in. In a deeper league, I think Mikey Anderson's worth a look. All right, next up, we have another Los Angeles King, uh, Philip Deneau. Three goals, seven assists in his last nine games. Uh, pretty solid. Playing alongside uh, Kevin Fiala and uh, Victor Arvidsson. Arvidsson's been like a top 25 player in fantasy across the last month. Uh, this is a spot where I actually like Deneau. It's not someone that I'm consistently looking at. Usually, he's kind of a fringe roster uh, player. He's 35% rostered and just plus six in the last day. So, again, he kind of, he's kind of fitting that mold again. You know, like he's on, he's off, he's on, he's off a roster. Where are you at with him right now? Yeah, right now I'm rolling with uh, Philip Deneau. Um, I got that, <clears throat> two cores of that combo with uh, Deneau and Arvidsson, both in the fantasy lineup tonight against mm-hmm. the Calgary Flames. And I just do that because I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, the LA Kings have been scoring a lot of goals lately. You had seven. Yeah against um, St. Louis, four up against Winnipeg, eight against L.A., a couple, uh, tough loss in uh, Vancouver. But then you before that, you had four and five goals scored against uh, Columbus and the Islanders. But, yeah, they're scoring a lot of goals right now, and I think um, that this second line here will be able to contribute to that. Deneau, mm-hmm. second power play unit, uh, the middle, and then uh, Arvidsson on the point. So I like both these guys tonight, and uh, – yeah, Deneau, his production has been there. He's been moving the puck a lot, and it shows in Arvidsson's production how much that Deneau has been moving the puck. And uh, right. lots of love with him there. Like like having that combo, and like you mentioned, he's a fringe roster player. We'll see what happens tonight, but uh, for tonight, I'm definitely gonna roll with him because uh, yeah, you got Calgary tonight. Calgary's been a shakier team, but then you got an Edmonton game on Wednesday, which should be uh, a tougher matchup. Well, yeah, but you can always score up against Edmonton, though. You, mm-hmm. you expect a high-scoring game, and then mm-hmm. you get uh, Seattle, again, very similar team. They're going to score goals. You're going to score goals on them on Saturday. And then Sunday, they've got the back-to-back uh, get, uh, at Vancouver. So you've got you know four games in, you know was it five days? One, two, three, four, five, six mm-hmm. days. Uh, and they're all on the road. Should be interesting. I I don't know if they're going to necessarily keep that level of scoring up, but uh, I think that they're going to need you know every bit that they can. And this second line right now is humming. So give me some Philip to know for sure. Thirty five percent rostered, not as available as most players that we're talking about here, uh, but still available at a very high rate and absolutely trending. Points in seven out of his last nine, and coming off a huge three assist performance in the seven six victory up against the Blues. Uh, next guy up here is another player returning from injury, Nicholas Waugh. 
two goals last two games back. He has nine shots through his last two games, including a booming performance with seven shots on goal up against Edmonton and a 4-3 victory on the 25th. What are your thoughts on Mr. Nicholas Waugh? Um, yeah, right now I really like that second line he's on with uh, Stevenson, Phil Kessel, and he's also starting the first power play unit. They've got an interesting unit with uh, Stevenson, Waugh, Parvashev, and then Theodore and Eichel on the points. So really interesting, but he's getting the, the looks there. Only 4% rostered, played two games, scored two goals, and definitely uh, a lot to like there. You know, it's two for two, putting the puck in the back of that. You mentioned seven shots on goal in the last game, which was really funny, speaking of shots on goal, because I was looking at my fantasy team. I think it was Saturday night when Austin Matthews had 15 shots on goal, and I thought Woo! my Yahoo. I thought something was wrong with Yahoo, but, yeah, 15 shots on goal for the kid. But And I just thought that was nuts, and I figured I'd mention that on the topic of shots on goal. But, yeah, it's there uh, in the last game. Nice time is there, 16, 17 minutes night. Center right wing designation is huge. 4% rostered, definitely a smart play here for sure. They're definitely going to get your value, I think, if uh, the schedule goes well here, which I like with uh, Edmonton, San Jose, and then Minnesota at home in the next three. So definitely a lot to like there. And, uh, yeah, those are – you got the 28th, the 30th, and the 1st. So all, like, right on top of each other. So definitely a lot to like. Yeah, definitely a good ad for this week. And Buddy's buzzing. The trend is there. Ride them until the wheels fall off. It could be quick. <laughs> it, it could happen quick. But again, I like that unit that you had mentioned him. Uh, I was about to say Fiala. That was Deneau. Uh Him, Chandler Stevenson, and Phil Kessel. Pretty decent group. All right, next up, this is another good example of a pretty underrated pickup. He's only 6% rostered, but he is second in the league in plus minus at plus 45. That is Matt Grizzlick of the Boston Bruins. Nick, can you tell me who is first in the league with, at a plus 47? Charlie McAvoy. Close, close. He plays for the uh, the Bruins, but it is not Charlie McAvoy. David Pasternak. It is not David Pasternak, but he does play for the Bruins. Uh, okay, okay. It uh, is Hampus Lindholm. Ooh, okay. Hampus Lindholm and Matt Greslick lead the league in plus minus. Hamp uh, Lindholm with uh, 47, Grizzlick with four, plus 45. Now, Grizzlick... He doesn't find the net a lot. He doesn't get a lot of points. He's only got 25 points in the season, four goals, 21 assists. He has a, an assist in each of his last two starts. This is not a player that is going to score you consistently over five points every night. But he is a player that will consistently score you some points, and he won't score you mm -hmm. negative points. The last time that he had a negative outing was in March 9th, and that game he just had one shot on goal and was a minus one. Uh, since then, every game he's been positive, and most of those games have been, you know, two to four. But he he has, you know, some six, some seven, some eights, and even you know a big game where he scored a goal uh, on the twelfth. I mean, it's hard to really hate it, but again, you need to be desperate. Mm -hmm. Like you need to be at the bottom of the treasure trove here. Any thoughts to add on for for Matt Grizzlick? Yeah, I think there's a, he still brings a lot of value here, like playing on the with the first deep pair with Charlie McAvoy, and I just think it's interesting. The Lynn Holmes also right up there because they're not even on the same pair. Lynn Holmes on the second right. pair with Carlo, but the Boston Bruins are just doing a good job being able they're to good. move these pieces. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> you've, got, good. you've got Bobby Orlov on the third D pair yeah. right now. That's how you know you're pretty good. I'm but, sad um, about that, man. I'm I'm sad about Bobby Orlov being on the third pairing. I need some more scoring. Yeah, he was he was buzzing for a minute, wasn't he? He was, he was he was something there for a minute. Yeah. He was making the sheet for a couple weeks in a row, I think. He was. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, with Grizzlick, um, 
You know, I, I think definitely in categories league, this guy is a must own. If he's not already owned, that would be really surprising. But I mean, the plus minus is there and that helps him, you know, stay in the positives. And uh, he's got assists in back-to-back games. He was a plus two in the last game. He's got at least, uh, what is that, uh, six po- just over six points in uh, three straight and uh, four of his last five. So definitely a guy that can guarantee you points and not hurt your fantasy team at all. Underrated pickup, nothing, you know, overwhelmingly as, as far as like turnaround for your scoring. If you're down by 20 and you're chasing points, then, you know, he's not the guy. But if you're up, you know, trying to maybe hold off a lead and you just need a start and there's very little left over, he would definitely be someone that I would look at. All right. So to close down the show, then we have a higher percentage rostered uh, player, Ryan Hartman at 42%. I wanted to include him because he has had a very good month the last 30 days. Um, he is a top 25 player, um, excuse me, top 50 player, excuse me, top 50 player in the last month. And he does have five goals and five assists and has a plus four in his last 10 games. He's had kind of a rockier season, just 14 goals and 19 assists. But right now it feels like he's kind of settled in. And this would be kind of like your last hoorah moment if he's available, I think, to take a shot on him. What do you think? Yeah, an old friend of the sheet here with Ryan Hartman. Um, I think if his production is good, he's going to stand on line one. But I do know in Minnesota they can they'll put anybody on line at their line one center. We've seen Frederick Grudrow play there, Joel Erickson X spent some time there. They don't really have like a set in stone first line center. And so I mm-hmm. think he could move around. But in the meantime, I like it for sure. I think uh playing with Felino and Zuccarello is a good is the best pairing you'll be able to get there, especially with uh, no Caprizov. Um but yeah, definitely uh like it for sure. 42% roster are going to be harder to get. Got that center right wing designation. Um, second power play unit with uh, Frederick Goudreau and Marcus Foligno. But, um, yeah, definitely uh, a decent line there. But if I, w- I would honestly say right now I like the second line a little bit more with Eric Zanek, mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Johansson, and Matt Boldy. But uh, I do still think that first line is uh, able to get some something done. And uh, I will be curious to see how Minnesota – finishes down the stretch they're doing good right now but without Kaprizov it'll be interesting once they get to the playoffs Matt Boldy can suck a hard one (laughs) put a hat trick on me yesterday I was not happy about that you hate to see it that was that was a rough game for our uh for Seattle I know you had uh what was it the over two and a half goals yeah that didn't hit yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's okay because I had a lot of other things hit yesterday it was a very good day I know yeah you were going off yesterday I was, I was. I made, made, a, made, a, made a couple pennies, not a big deal. Oh, there were some shekels. There were some yeah. shekels made. <laughs> some shekels spent. So, all right. Anything else to share before we head out? Uh, yeah, check me on Twitter, Face Off with OZ, for all my uh, hockey content, fantasy hockey, NHL hockey, all hockey content over there at Face Off with OZ. Yep, you can follow me on Twitter at SGPNJB. Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, just be good at it. We'll see you guys.